Okay, so we are on uh, page 92, we're in the sixth letter. And Rav Hirsch is really setting up here the idea of history, because like he said in the beginning of the third letter or second letter, right, Kal Yisrael is a historical phenomenon, right? We developed through history, right? We had 2,000 years of uh, 2,448 years before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right? The events of world history lead us to the formation of Kal Yisrael. So what is history, right? What is history? So we have man, Hashem created man in order to serve him, to do his ratzen, to be part of the world, to give, to take, to do so under the law of Hashem. Man, of course, corrupts himself. Man, right, man uh, sins, he violates, he uses his free will and goes against what Hashem wants, forfeits really his right to existence. And so Hashem has to figure out, so to speak, again, this is all, right, we're using our free will, right? Hashem at no point will Hashem, can, can Hashem take away our free will, right? The purpose of this world is that man should of their free volition, their free will serve Hashem. So Hashem begins to set up a world of resistance, a world in which man cannot become corrupted, right? Which man will, will be humbled, and a man will ultimately come to recognize through the developments of history um, that the only path forward, the only sustainable and true and correct way to live is um, a life um, serving the Rebbein Shalom. Right? And so Adam eats from the Eitzadah, so Hashem first of all gives him what we call Tzara. The basic idea of Tzara is resistance. The idea that not everything's going to go your way, life's going to be more difficult. But at the same time, you know, Adam ends up spending a lot of time working, so that it causes its own set of problems. Ultimately, the world gets corrupted to the point where Hashem has to just destroy the entire thing. Back to Sayyid Vavayu, we have the Mabel, and it's all wiped out, and Hashem has to start anew. But at this point, Hashem says, okay, I have to do something to make sure, right? How does, how does an entire world get corrupted, right? And today, you think about it, it's, it's maybe a little bit easier, right? We've, you know, we've, we have such communication, right? Today, everything is all connected that uh, we may understand it a little bit more. But at least back then, the idea that Hashem has to chop the world up into a bunch of pieces. We can't have everyone being together as one because then when bad ideas spread, they spread completely. And then when Hashem has to destroy it, then the whole world's gone. And we have one boat with eight people in it, and that's the end of it. Right? And so what Hashem does instead is that He divides the world up. So after the Mabel, the Pesukim tells us, the Torah tells us that weather changed. Right? And now we have, right, we have mountains and rivers and, and weather patterns, northern hemispheres, eastern, right? We have completely different climates and environments so that each, each um, group of people that are living in each area are cut off from the others. And their own areas, their background, the setting leads them to develop different things. Right? We, you know, you, you think about the... Uh, you know, the difference between the, you know, the Native Americans versus the Europeans, right? There was this big difference. What happened? How come the Europeans were able to develop these massive cities and science and everything? And Native Americans, right? Well, there's a lot of things. Domesticated animals is one thing, right? If you're able to build cities, right? Whereas if you're agricultural, then you can't, right? The place, it's, 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 it's not, right? And then that's, that's, that's ironically why, I mean, not ironically, right? that's incidentally why when we came to America, they all died, the natives, because we lived close to animals. We were immune from a lot of the diseases that most diseases come from animals, right? Whereas the natives weren't because they didn't have domesticated animals. They didn't have cows and sheep, right? So the, the nature of a country, the nature of a place, the weather affects their development, right? Even in America, to this day, the idea of, of hillbilly culture, right? When you're up in the mountains, you're cut off from the, from the main cities, right? You're cut off, you can't develop, you can't, you know, um, right? And so these, these, are all, these are all part of the plan. This is what Rapersh is calling history. Right? The history, this is world history. From that point forward, the, the history of the world is a history of diversity. Right? We said last week, like, you know, Lahavdil, uh, the federalism, right? Where you have every state is its own, uh, is its own state, it's its own little country. Right? It used to be when they would talk about the United States, they would say, 
not the United States is, but the United States are, right? It's not one country, right? It's like, you know, the, the European Union, right? We have a bunch of countries, but there's a union, you know, a federal government. All right, well, you know, the federal government's getting a little bit too strong, maybe, some will argue, and we're, we're looking like one big country as opposed to 50 different states, right? But each state, is a, and each state is an experiment, right? And things that work in one state, you can look at it and say, oh, look what happened in that state. This state has this gun law, and this amount of people get killed, whereas this state doesn't. This state has this kind of tax code, this state, right? And that's what the world is. The world is divided up into all different pieces, right? And so, first of all, no bad idea can destroy the entire world, right? Even if you have a country which has a, you know, which, which becomes decadent and immoral, well, then that country will ultimately get destroyed. Hashem will destroy an inve, right? But the rest of the world will not necessarily get affected because they're different. They're cut off, right? And at the same time, right? So, we're in the second paragraph on page 92. Ever since that time, nation after nation has entered upon the stage of history. Each brings with it new energies and new components of the human spirit, right? So in other words, pitting both against the forces of nature, right? So every country has its own spirit, has its own philosophy, has its own talents, because again, right, they're, they're, you have to look at the country, and, and every country has its own challenges, which force it to develop its own, uh, its own things, right? And other, in order to amass possessions and enjoyment and to perpetuate its attainment for eternity, right? Every country, okay, we're starting we're going across the sea, and we're starting a new country. This is a new, right? This is, this is going to be it, right? And we're going to have a new government, and we're going to use our energies and our personality and our talents to perceive the goal of every country, which is, well, they want to be successful. They want to be a rich, powerful country. That's what everyone wants to do, right? But a higher hand, that hand which controls the circumstances under which each nation labors, Hashem, with the motion that is hardly perceptible, right? You can't even tell. Topples all that was meant to last forever, right? You take the most powerful country and you have a month of, dedicated to the utter, right? The utter teardown of society, right? The entire country is celebrating the decadence and the complete nourish kind, right? And it's amazing, right? What does that, why does that happen? How does a country topple, right? Hashem takes a powerful, powerful nation and it just, right? You don't even see it. There's no, there's no you know, Marcus Becheris over here, but the country just is, gets, you know, rotten and Hashem is gone, right? Before the eyes of an astounded mankind, causes the greatest happening to develop from the most insignificant unnoticed trifles, right? The communist, you know, Soviet Union just collapses over nothing, right? But this is, thus, when a nation has finally reached the heights of materialism and luxury, it crashes down into ruin, despite its greatness, and indeed through it, right? Because it's rich, they get lazy, and they just lose it, and they, they, they lose everything, right? Making way for a new generation to make the same attempt. Interesting, I've heard right someplace, um, I think it's in Lech Lecha, right? That, that it's a lot easier, ironically, to subjugate rich nations, right? Because when you're rich, you have much more to lose, right? And they can threaten you with a lot more, right? You're wealthy, so if you, don't, if you break the law, you're going to lose your, your cushy job, or we're going to fine you, we're going to throw you in jail, right? Whereas if a person is poor, right? You look at, you know, the Middle East countries, right? Where things are poor, people, the life isn't as good, well, then they have a lot less to lose, right? So it's... Uh, you know, countries that are rich and powerful, and they come, they rise, they go, right? The great, the great empires of the past, they were here for years and then just like gone. Like after World War I, there's just like a whole new map. And you don't know, you know what happened, right? It's like, what, what happened over here, right? You look at great countries that are doing so well and they just, they fall apart. What happened to them? The Greeks, the Romans, right? The, uh, the Ottomans and the, uh, you know, look at even, you know, today we look at Germany and France as if they've been around for a thousand years, but it's, they're different, right? They're not, these are not the same you know, monarchies, these are not the same governments, these are, you know, Germany was never a country called Germany, they were just a bunch of different kings with different, you know, rulerships, you know, feudal system, right, and so, 
you know, what happens is new countries, so first of all, there's the positive element over here, which I think Hirsch is, is bringing out, right? That every country is bringing out some, something positive in this country, right? Because, because of their circumstances, they develop a certain, you know, uh, mahalach, and there's this positive there, right? Hirsch writes, he says it's very interesting. Uh, he doesn't really mention this in the 19 letters. I think he discusses it. Um, it's in, I think in Hazinu mostly, this idea, an amazing idea how Golos has this idea of spreading Yidin out and sharing the ideas of Yiddishkeit with, with the entire world, even if her says, when the Yidin are not doing, are not being good Yidin, right? Even a Friar Yid, right? And then you look at, you know, the American left, there's so many ideas that sound very nice in theory. Now, the problem is, you know, you know, uh, you know so someone once said, oh, it was a non-Jewish writer, how the problem isn't that America is not tolerant, the problem is that it's too tolerant, right? <laughs> too tolerant, everything is okay, right? That's, that's, the, that's a problem, right? But these, a lot of these things start from Jewish ideas, right? The ideas of morality, the ideas of tolerance, ideas of equality and helping the poor, right? The, the Yiddish ideas, okay, they, they get corrupted in other countries, but, you know, to think that you'll have countries that are dedicated towards, you know, is a, is, is a good thing, it's a good thing, right? So every country is here and it makes its mark. Of course, they're pursuing what every country pursues, you know, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of power and wealth, and ultimately that will collapse but in the meantime, it, it did bring something out, right? And the Yidden, when we're in such a country, there's something to be brought out, right? There's, there's a, right, there's a, you know, you read about, um, you know, if you ever read the Cheves HaTalmidim, right? And you read it, you, you think you're reading a, a, you know, a 21st century educator, right? You know, and he's writing to, to an era where Hasidim, you know, was whip your kids and that was it, right? There was no, and he's coming in and talking about understanding the kids, right? It's almost like a, like a social worker, it sounds like, you know what I mean? But, uh, right, because th- there was the Tkufa, which had its issues, and then, you know, fell apart. Now you come to America and there's a lot of positive. There's a lot of very, very nice things about our society, our tolerance. You know, ultimately, when, when it's not geared towards the Rabbanu Shalom, will fall apart. But it's bringing out the American, you know, scene is bringing out aspects of Yiddishkeit, which only only an American setting can be, only an American political system, only an American society, you know, can, can bring out. And every country is bringing something out in a positive sense. You know, when, when it deteriorates and when it's not geared towards Rabbanu Shalom, ultimately, it will, it will go past its limits and it will be gone. Right? Through, through God's providence, the outcome of all these efforts is made clear in due course to the generations that follow. Right? And so we're coming, you know, we, may, we may not you know, see it straight up and say, oh, this happened. Like, but it's, it's in history, right? We, we, we're, we're products of history and we're products of our parents who experienced you know, the fall of the Soviet Empire. Right? And uh, we, I thought we learned our lesson, but apparently communism is making a resurgence now. Right? But in other words, the, 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 the past is influences the future in a very, very real way. Right? And it came to America. And they saw what a great, amazing country. But then they saw that in a matter of uh, 50 years, half of Kaisel is gone, right? And they realized, well, we need to develop chinuch systems. We need to develop schools, right? And we learn from the past. And then when things don't do well in our current system, well, things change. And it's gradual. That's the conservative nature of, 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 of right, gradual. And, uh, and we learn. And the next generation, uh, right? In the end, mankind will have passed through the entire gamut of experiences, right? So through thousands of years of Gullus, we're going to, every single aspect of, of, of life and of, right, we'll, we'll, we'll experience. And every nation by its rise and fall will have inscribed in the book of history, Hevel, right? Hakol Hevel Avon, right? We're going to learn every single different Mahalach. We've tried communism, we've tried capitalism, we've tried liberalism, conservatism, thislism, every ism we're going to try. Feminism, you know, we're, we're going to learn, you know, all the different isms we're going to go. And ultimately, as it all collapses under a giant heap of of, of, of smoke and ashes will say Hevel, right? As a sense of human greatness. What is human greatness? The greatest human mind, science and everything ultimately will last into a giant Hevel, right? Hevel. 
All efforts to secure lasting happiness through wealth and self-gratification would have failed, as all structures that were built upon brute power and scheming for materialistic gain and sensuous indulgence will have collapsed. Only that which men built through God-revering effort on behalf of justice and love will endure for eternity. And that's going to be the lesson of history. And we learn it. And we're learning it slowly, you know. We're learning it slowly. It's a development. And, and you know, we're, uh, we're learning that, the, right? you know, America is a great country, a tolerant great country. But a country that stands for nothing, ultimately, right? The, we, we, we're economic freedom and liberty. I mean, people are thirsty, right? You see, like, you know, you go out to, like, you know, they see, like, the native tribes in whoever, some, you know, Amazon the jungle. Wow, they're so spiritual, right? Because we're so... Na- we're so What? Ayahuasca. yeah, the famous... What is, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> right? And we're so enamored by their spirituality, because right? we, we're so not... We're so physical in this country, right? It's all about physicality. That's, that's the way our science minds work. That's the way our economy, right? And, and you realize, yeah, a life without metaphysics, without spirit, without a sense of right, right, is gone. A world where everything is okay, we're tolerated. Yeah, I don't care what an adult does. What you do in your privacy of your own house is your business. And we see what we see what happens to a society that has such a that has such a mahalik, right? It collapses, falls apart, and we learn the lesson. After everything created by Hashem, and finally, even man himself has been worshipped as an idol, right? Everything we're going to worship, every everything, right? All the human beings, right? Usurping the divine throne, which is the base of all human life, right? We've, and we, we ignore the one, the actual true basis, the actual thing which every life should be based on, which is Rebbein Then, in the face of the havoc wrought by human violence and human folly, the futility of all these idolatries will become horrifyingly obvious, right? And that's the thing. It's not, you know, Rav uh, Aaron gives like a muscle where he says, you know, you have a guy, uh, you know, walking in the, in the wrong direction, right? And he gets lost. So he sees, okay, he was going in the wrong direction, right? He says, but he says, you have a guy walking on a globe, right? You see the guy walking on a globe, right? He's walking, right? So he's walking and he's just completely off, right? But eventually, he's going to come back around and he'll go right, right? And he'll make it right there, right? In other words, there are times, and yeah, you know, you have, you have cultures that are just, they're, they're terrible, ideas that are terrible, and they get destroyed from without, okay, right? But when, but when you realize that every path ultimately will lead you to that punishment, right? You follow your path and you follow it. And, and you know, I, I say, you know, I was uh, the, the um, you know, you have this, this Me Too movement, right? This, uh, you know, this, uh, with, the, with, the, with the women and the, you know, the men, right? It's like, any, any, any mashkiach would have told you this, right? You have a society where men and women working together without anything, right? It's, it's going to be terrible, right? It's like, duh, right? And like, I, I was reading someone, someone was talking about how, you know, now before a man and woman are together, they need to have consent and they should sign a consent form. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's called a ksuba, right? It's called a kedushin, right? On their own, they realize that a society of lack of morals, of lack of breakdown between men and women is, and, and on their own, they're actually recreating marriage or recreating like what, what the Torah tells us, right? It's, it's not through necessarily, right? It's through, okay, Yidin are there and you know, the good people throughout the world have to, have to be that banner and have to always maintain that truth so that they'll, they'll know what to look for. But their own way of life will on its own be a, lead to them to realize the truth because they realize that what they're doing does not work. What they're doing is, is garbage. What they're doing will ultimately lead to a tremendous collapse, to unhappiness. Right? We'll get there. You know, like, uh, like I, someone would say something about gay marriage. I said, in 50 years, we're all going to, I don't know if we can put this on the podcast, right? We're all going to see one way or another what the story is, right? We'll realize it, right? The question is, what damage is going to be done between them, right? But we'll come to that akara. It's going to happen because that's the truth. And a society that's based on, that's not based on the morals and the values of the British and the is going to collapse. It's inevitable, right? It always has. And every country started off great and had made its run, a nice run, a few hundred years, right? But ultimately, it will, it will collapse if it doesn't learn those lessons. The eye, right, um, 
right? Um, the eye now, unobstructed, right? This is L'asid Lave, right? Finally, at the end of history, unobstructed will once more be lifted to the one alone, and there again will be an awareness of man's true greatness, which conceives of material goods and pleasures only as a means to an end. Then, as a scattered family of man becomes reunited, right, the whole world will come together. Nala, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, ten people are gonna grab onto the kaf ishihudi and say, Nala, right, will bring us up. By special effort, this awareness, this experience will pervade the earth from end to end, and over the ruins of the past, man will be ready no longer to ask, what shall we do in order to gain happiness and bliss, but rather to ask, when we are happy and blissful, and the fullness of blessing is in our hands, what use shall we make of these blessings? And then, and so now he's uh, pretty much the end of the letter. He's, he's quoting a bunch of psukim. I mean, I'll just go through a few of them. He, he starts off with the, you know, the beginning of Yeshaya that talks about the Achr Sayamim, right? That, uh, that uh, you know, right? This is, uh, this is, the, this is the, 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 the beautiful Nevuas. And he says here, I'll read, um, the world became full with silver and gold. There was no limit to its, you know, to its wealth. Filled with horses and no end, right? People began to worship the dollar, right? And then, and, you know, mankind will have bowed, right? So, you know, this is, this is the ultimate history will lead, will lead us to, to, you know, to this, uh, to, to the point where we're all going to realize, you know, he says, the next book, when you have read through the pages of history, you will proclaim with the greatest voice that gathers all, Havel Havel right? Havel Havel, Right, and then he 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 uh, he has the pasuk of Hitfilah Lamaishem. I'll just I'll read the first few psukim, you know, with this pirish on Tehillim because it brings out some some of these uh, some of these points. Right, it says Hashem Hashem Right, you you are our you know you are our ma'in. You are the place where we were you know you're the one who remained Hashem throughout history, no matter all the diversity and all the events of history. You are our ma'in. You are our I think abode is the word that people use, but you are the ones who remain the same Hashem throughout history. That that was the one thing you know. I I said by night sailor this week. I said everyone everyone's always nervous about being on the right side of history. Right, everyone, I want to be on the right side of history. What is it right? If you want to be on the right side of history, you take the side of the Torah that's, that's always going to be the right side of history. You know what I mean? People that were loyal to the Torah, we all have our own interpretations, right? But if you were loyal to the Torah, right, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, okay, I don't want to, right? You know, th- that if Torah was the thing that you were focused on, ultimately, right, no matter what, that's going to be, you'll be on the right side. And people will look back, wow, right? And if you're not, if you're onto anything other than the Torah, then, then you will be on the wrong side of history. Right? Right? This is, you know, before the mountains were born, Yuladu, right? They were, it describes the mountains being created as being born. Right? The chaylil is like the birth pains, right? That precede the birth, right? This is, this is Eretz for This is what happens in the world. There's birth pains, right? There's things we go through, periods of tremendous pain and suffering, but ultimately leads to a birth. Men gets to the point of adaka, so they're completely crushed. And that's what happens. You have men, they get this complete deterioration of a society. Right? So you're sitting there. He says, therefore, what seems outwardly to be a painful downfall of mankind that has degenerated to the status of Enosh, Enosh says, you know, is a low man, is actually man's upward struggle accompanied by the birth pangs of suffering, right? Shuva b'nei adam. Yeah, it's, it's the deterioration, the downfall, which ultimately leads to, right? A thousand years in Hashem's life is it's like a day kiyavar. Right? Just, it's a thousand years. You think, well, what's going to be? What's going to be? Look at a thousand years of European history. A thousand, what's going to be? A thousand years is slow development 
of, of, of uh, you know, what comes out, you know? We, we, you know, Baruch Hashem, we live, in, we live in a time where, you know, for all our problems, we're a pretty wealthy society, and we're, and we're doing relatively okay, the from world, the from Elamatayr, right? And, the, and I think that we recognize that the, the tools are there to help us grow, right? We're asking the right questions. We recognize these issues, and we're asking the right question, right? It's important, not just, you know, the, the, you know, you read like the history, how like the one God that was saying this shrying and everyone was laughing at him, right? This is everyone, even people that are, that are part of the problem, recognize the problem, and right? we have, he says it's like a watch at night. What are you talking about, right? He says, uh, you know, he says in Ashmura, right, the night is divided up into different mishmaris, three and three and four parts. The machleik is in the Gemara, and he says, you know, you can't tell the difference between one mishmar to the next. Right? There's nothing that changes at night, right? The sun, the sun is moving at night. Ashmura valoyla, right? We're going through the night and we're going through different watches. We don't recognize it, right? We don't recognize that. We just, to us, it's just one dark period. It's just one long gullus of problems and non-ending problems. You know, especially you know, he's writing in the 1800s where we're coming after a thousand years of persecution, right? But those, but these are watches. We're coming towards the day. Each one is, is a different watch, and things are changing. And there's, there's you know, may not recognize this. Rantam Shena you, right? The years flow. The thousand years they're flowing. Shena. Zarantam Shena you, right? You let the years flow. Shena like they're, they they become sleep, right? They're like you know, you know what, what, what what do we get out of the shtetl, right? What what what, what do we get from them? A bunch of yidden living there. Yeah, we got some nice svarim, but what what had that had that impact us? But right? It was you may think that you know human life for a thousand years where people were getting murdered right and left, people were going through terrible things. That was We're coming at the time where it's going to start heart. It's going to start growing. Yachlef is like it's going to renew like grass, right? We are the product of the past and all those years, right? In the morning, it's going to grow and again. This that withered in the evening is growing now in the day, right? So in other words, you know, we, we look at we look at history. Mashiach, the, the the word that's used by Mashiach always is planting, right? This is neta. Right, this is this is the shayrish of Yisha, right? Because history, the, the, and this is the whole idea. History is a development. We are going, we are developing towards a state of history, right? And we are today because of the past, and the past is built on the past. Learning from mistakes, learning from the things we did right, right? And well, you know, Rav Aaron spoke recently for, for the high school in in, uh, in yeshiva in, in Greater Washington, and uh, he was talking about. He said he said he was talking about you know to, to a reflection on the end of the year, but he said you know. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you inspect something, you take a test, right? You, you, you know, because you want to see, well, you know, you, you, you want to test the product, does it work or not, right? It's a very objective black and white. Is it good or is it no good, right? He says, but, right, that's the Ba'asher Husham. What's the deal, right? Bezdin sees it, did you commit the murder or not? Like, we don't care about anything else other than yes or no. Are you a Tamukhachim? Are you, are you a Paisik? Right? You're going to test for Smicha. Can you answer the Shiloh or could you not? If you can't, you're out. If you could, then good. That's all, that's all that matters, right? But there's a, there's a din of racist Hashanah, Adach Hashanah, right? In our personal lives, we're not measuring whether we are the best, 100 or not, right? It's relative success. Where were we at the beginning of the year and where are we now? And how much did we move? How much did we grow? Right? And hopefully we can look back and say, yes, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I learned, I, I started an extra Seder. I, you know, developed an extra this. I, my, I, you know, I had a better relationship with my wife, with my kids. Right? It's relative success. And the history is the story of relative success. Right? When Mashiach is not here. We're not at the point where, where things are perfect. 
But we're getting there. And every subsequent generation, we're bringing out more things. We're learning about things, what not to do, and we're learning what things should be there, right? And we, we've learned the lesson of, of, the, of the 1800s, right? We had a thousand years of, of persecution, and then finally, the 1800s, we have equality, we have freedom, and what do we do? Well, we all, 99% of, 90% of hidden in Europe went off to Derek. I don't know, 90, whatever, right? Germany, France, right? They're gone. And we learned the lesson. We learned the lesson of Germany. Right? We learned that lesson that, uh, you know, you see Germans, uh, you know, a pig with lipstick is still a pig, right? We learned that lesson very, very well. And I think that lesson is going to stick with us for a long time, right? Anytime someone says anything, oh, we're running to the Holocaust. That's because that's a very, very terrible, painful lesson that we learned, right? And that's going to stick with us for a long time about, you know, about the, about, about the non-Jewish world and believing when they have these beautiful values and, you know, and equality and, and what they really, really mean, right? The most cultured nation in the world turned into the greatest barbarian, right? And you know, we, we, we learn these lessons and, and we grow and we move forward and, and uh, you know, and hopefully we get to a point where uh, we'll, we'll get to that point and he brings the you know, the psukim here. Right, there's a lavai, the psukim of Tehillim. Um, what does he have here? Um, Tehillim, this is Samach uh, Zayin. Sorry. Right? This is uh, right. Right, that we want the entire world to know your way, to know the way we're supposed to go, and uh, and that's the progression. That's the story of history. Of course, next week we have to figure out well, what's the role of Kaisel amongst the nations, right? Where's our role? What's you know where, where do we come in? But this is what history is. From, from the beginning, Hashem realized because we have free will, it's going to cause problems. So Hashem had to lead us back to Gan Eden. He had to lead us on that path that we should have our own recognize that the only thing that matters, the only thing that will have key and the only true path to happiness is the path that's following the Rabbi Shalom. And uh, we learned that lesson. Again, this is not, you know, I'm, I'm obviously focusing on Yidin, but this is world history, right? World, the world has to learn these lessons, right? There have been developments in the world also, right? We, the, the world has largely gotten rid of paganism. The world has largely, you know, accepted that murder's bad, right? We've gone from the Colosseums in Rome to, to recognizing that murder's bad, right? The world has learned you know, slavery. The world has learned a lot of lessons, right? And in a positive way, right? But ultimately, if it's not directed towards Avenshom, it's going to, you know, even those ultimately will collapse under, under those other issues. But uh, this, is, this is a story of world history, and the Mechit next week, we'll find our role amongst it. All right, yeah. Yeah.